The following episode contains major plot points that may spoil movies for some viewers. A spoiler warning is now in effect. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. How's it going, everyone? Glad that you can enjoy, enjoy to listen to another episode. Yep. And uh, I'm actually kind of excited but also confused of what's going to happen on today's uh, episode. But Aaliyah will explain it to you. So I was listening to an episode of Mostly Horror Movie Night, uh, another fellow horror movie podcast, and they kind of inspired me to play this fun game that they played on their own podcast, and they, essentially what it was, it was they revealed a horror movie, and then the other contestants had to guess the Rotting Tomatoes score. I'm and, sorry, yeah. what? Yeah. You so, did not tell me that see, point. that is why I told you earlier. So, I see, here's, let me finish my, my thinking. So, I'm pissed. I was like, oh, this would be a really fun game to play with Colin for one of our episodes. And uh, I was like, well, let's just not pick, like, generic horror movies. I said, I'm going to give Colin a test. I said, I'm going to have him give me his top ten Favorite horror films. I hate her so much right now. Have him pick his top ten favorite horror movies, and I would have him guess not only the Rotten Tomato score, because I don't like Rotten Tomatoes, so I also threw in IMDb scores. No, don't do that. That's not fair, because I'm not going to know, because it could be anything. Well, here, here, here's what's fun. Okay, uh, so the way I the way the guys like you right now. See, I already know you don't like the idea, Colin, but this is why I said to you earlier, these answers can be looked up and studied if I gave you like what the what the quiz was about. But at least you know the year and the movies. So this should help you in some way. Oh, eat my ass. <sighs> okay, whatever. Oh, do you want to eat my ass? No, but here's Let's... the thing. The way the guys played it is you can guess the percentage and I'll you know they said within the 5 percentage of that you know like let's say you guess like a 50% you know let's say it's like if it's somewhere between 50 45 50 to 55 like within that 5% bracket then you can get a point at least you'll be close you know Anything more than that, then you're you don't get a point. Plus, the point systems I think for both are really different, so that'll make even more fun. What? I'm not happy with you right now. Don't look at your phone I'm right not, now. I'm put looking, your phone down. Looking at my Facebook. Okay, well put it down because remember we never use phones when we play these games. Psh, All right. Easy for you to say. So when I asked Colin what his top ten favorite was, instead of just giving me one through ten. He wanted to make it fun and go from 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. So, we'll start with number 10, I guess. Looks like I'm going to be drinking a lot in this game. So. Alright. So, number 10, 1988, They Live. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I'll give you two points for each if you can guess both right. If you guess at least one right, then you'll get a point. I, I feel like I'm not going to guess any of these right. Okay. Go. For Rotten Tomatoes. Um. Uh, <laughs> was it in the 60s? No. Was it higher? 
I mean, I feel like... If you, I, I feel like you, if all I, right, all right, listen. Here's the thing. Okay. In order for me to understand which way I have to go, if I say the first number, you have to either tell me higher or lower, like hot, cold type okay, of ordeal. Okay, so you guessed 60. I said no. It is higher than 60. I'm not going to go this up and down, high, low, hot, cold bullshit until you get the exact number. Okay. I, I don't think anyone could get the exact number. Anyway, what is, was it, like 77? Is that your final answer? Yes. No, it's 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Eat my ass. <laughs> okay, I need a pen. Can you hand me one? Thank you. Can you hand me my balls? Because I'm going to definitely lose them in this game. Okay. So you didn't get Rotten Tomatoes. How about IMDb? Now, IMDb is a 10 scale system. So on but a they scale also of, do a point five with those. Yeah, so, so. so it's like a scale of 1 to 10. They do throw decimals in there. Since Colin got his wrong, he's taking a drink of rum. Oh, it hurt. It hurt. Okay, well, <sighs> take a breather for a minute, and then... Try to guess your IMDb score for They Live. 7.5. Actually, you were close. What? 7.3. Okay, cool. At least I got that one right. Yeah, I think for IMDb, I'm going to go within a 0.5 decimal. So, let's say, for example, if that had been a 7.5, if you guessed between an 8 or a 7, you probably would have gotten it right. Okay. Seems fair, I think. Okay, next one, number nine. Children of the Corn, 1984. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I know this is a lower percent, percentage one. Okay. I can I remember this pretty well. All right, so I think it might be in the 40s. No. Is it lower or higher? It's lower than 40. Holy shit, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's in the 30s. Actually, on... Out of all the movies on your list, this is the only one with the lowest Rotten Tomato score. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes Stephen King's adaptations are not really the best, but I actually love this movie. Um, let's say, let's say in the 30s. Okay. Is it in the 30s? I'm not going to go that far in ah, detail. Fine. I can only tell you it's lower than 40. 38. 36. Ah. So you're two points off. I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> so like I said, it's within the 5% bracket. And then let me guess with the IMDb. Yes. So it's probably in the 6.5 out of 10 ratio. No. Lower? Lower, yeah. 4.3 out of 10. Nope. So I'm going to say no to that one altogether for the IMDb score. It's 5.6 out of 10. Eat my chalk. I will say <laughs> this, though, that like... <laughs> As far as movies go, you, I mean, you picked a lot of 80s. Mm -hmm. Like, your next one is the only one that is not an 80s movie. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, yo-ho-ho and a bottle of what the fuck. Okay, well, out of, I mean, out of all the movies that I you know, have here... I know, I know, the next movie is Army of Darkness 1992. I know, but for the most part, they have decent Rotten Tomato scores, <laughs> except for that Children of the Corn. I don't like Rotten Tomatoes because they give the weirdest score percentages. You're just mad because some of your movies that you like, they don't give the best percentages well, to. Well, because some movies, 
Okay, some movies deserve good ratings, mm. all right? I think because most of these are classics, mm. they got pretty good Rotten Tomato ratings. I know. You, well, you were upset that one time when Frozen 2 was, wasn't that good on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that one. Yeah, it was Frozen 2. When no, that, it wasn't. Yeah, when we checked the Frozen 2 Rotten Tomato scores, you were mad. I don't think it was Frozen 2. It might have been a different movie, mm. but whatever. I'm moving on. Yeah. So, Army of Darkness, are. 1992. Guess the Rotten Tomatoes. Ugh, let me see. I'm going to guess... I don't know if... Because I remember Evil Dead 2 was in the 90s. That was in the mm -hmm. 90s for percentage-wise. So, this one might be a little lower. So, I'm going to probably guess 77. 73. Ah! Not so bad. You're, you're pretty close. Mm-hmm. The IMDb rating. Ah, this one has to be a little higher because audiences do love it. So I would have to say probably in the 8 out of 10. No, but you're close. I'm not going to say lower or higher. Well, you say I'm close. It does... It, like... It could it be... Could, well, it could be lower than 8 or higher than 8, but at least within the 5% bracket, like I said. Do the, Does it have a much appreciation than it does in the um, other thing? It had a better score than Children of the Corn did. Uh, so if Children of the Corn's IMDb score was a 5.6 out of 10... This one would be... This one's higher. And if you if you hear whining in the background, it's our dogs. We we put them in the cage. No, some... no, they we're it's we're recording this late at night, and it's past their bedtime. So we kind of put them to bed early, but they're not happy about it. Yeah, we're out here just like little children. Anyway, um, what did I say before? A nine or an eight? You said eight. I'm gonna say uh, a seven. Seven point five. I was actually going to say 7.5, but no, I was just like, eh, I don't want to be beating around the bush. But, so, yeah. but it's still within that 0.5 percent, or not percent, but 0.5 decimal bracket. You okay? Yeah. Maybe you should stop taking big slugs of rum. Actually, they're very small, too, but uh, actually, for this time, I didn't have to take a shot, so I'm good. Okay. Next one. Next one. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, 1988. <laughs> oh, my God. This one... I would say this one would be in... Oh, my God. For Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I was about to say, did it have a pretty good score? I'd say it had a pretty decent score for what it was. Okay. So, I will say... 73? Close. 76. Aw. So, you got our, a little under by three points, but you're still within that 5% bracket. As long as we so, do the 5% bracket, then I am good. IMDb? IMDb. Probably uh, probably higher than Children of the Corn, right? A little higher than Children of the Corn. So I was going to say about 6.5 out of 10. Close. 6.2. Ah. So you still were pretty close by three points. You know what's funny? Shockingly, I'm doing not too bad on these. Well, because you're going by... What you know in terms of how successful these movies were when they came out. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, a lot of these movies are older, so it's like pre-Rotten Tomatoes era. Yeah, and but, but still, even back then, a lot of them were panned. 
But yeah. but looking back at it now, they kind of re-criticized them, like re-review them. Yeah. And kind of gave them a more of a uh, of of a following, more of a blessing. Not really. I wouldn't call it that. It's just the way Rotten Tomatoes, because they have two different score systems. They have the critic score, which is roughly the more higher one, and then they have the audience's um, opinion. I feel like the audiences are a little more easier uh, easier review than the uh, than the critics because critics are very you know that's in their name. Yeah, they the, criticize the, the critic. The critical part of being a movie critic is that you have to be critical about. The movies you're watching. Well, I would you like know, to see those guys in a movie. Well, it's just the fact that it's like movies and TV shows. Like movie making itself is a bit of an art form. Mm-hmm. So, like most art forms, you are going to get criticized, whether it's by critics or audiences or whatever. These are like essentially professionals in their field. I would say. Critiquing other professionals in the movie making industries, how they make their movies, and how successful those movies were. All right, move on. Moving on. (laughs) Next one is A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Yes. Which this one, I know for sure, definitely has a high rating. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that this one is a 93. You're close. It's 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Arriba. IMDb. I'm going to say an 8 out of 10. Kind of close. It's 7.5, but it's still within that 0.5% or 0.5 score rating. How am I doing so far? Not too bad. You start out a little shaky, but you're actually doing a lot better than I thought. See, that's why I was... Wasn't too sure about the bracket leeway. Because giving you a 5% bracket would have been a little too easy, I think. Mm-hmm. But you are you seem to be doing pretty good without me giving hints. So, we'll move on. <laughs> Next one is The Howling, 1981. Oh, I think I remember the percentage of this one. For Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, no shit. Um... Ooh, judging by how this movie did successfully in 1981, which it did, which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this on here before, but I think I talked about 1981 being a big year for for wolf movies, especially the two, the four big pillars of wolf movies in 81. Yeah, because American you're, Werewolf in London, which is your number two on this list. Shut up. Yes, it is. Uh, the Howling. Full Moon High and Wolfen. Okay. Yes. And so, what's the percentage for Rotten Tomatoes for The Howling? I will say for The Howling, it is eighty-five. No. What? Mm. You're wrong. Seventy-three. Damn it! What's in the seventies? Fuck! Why didn't I not say? You know but what? But here's the thing. I would say anything around seventy-five is a pretty decent score i wouldn't say it's like average but it's a pretty decent score anything below a 75 though depending on where it stands can be a hit or a miss and what was it 73 73 so i missed it by 12 points anything higher than a 75 is pretty good considering what rotten tomatoes considers as pretty good movies i don't know 
I mean, they gave the Titanic almost a hundred percent score. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what did they give Killer Clowns for Rotten Tomatoes again? Killer Clowns, they gave it a seventy-six. How did that get three more extra points than The Howling? I mean, The Howling was so dynamic and so chilling and but look at, scary and funny. And but look at all of the other Killer stuff. Killer Clown's so goofy. <laughs> but again, look at all the other stuff that's on here that got some other scores. Like, They Live, which you told me was a movie that did well when it was released in the box office, but then got pulled due yeah. to controversy. Due to the controversy of the movie because of what the message was in that movie. And it got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It again, beat the howling. Again, that is pretty good. Yeah. but then Considering. Again, I feel like, no offense to the howling, but I feel like They Live definitely had a pretty good premise and story. And, you know, Roddy Piper, you can't do wrong with him doing one-liners. Still... I think the casting choice could have been a little better. Uh, first of all, but, uh, anyway. hey, um, time out, time what? out. Before we go further, how dare you say that about <laughs> Roddy Piper, Keith David, and also... Keith David is a... Is it Keith David or Keith Davidson? Keith David. Keith David is a You know a what? If we ever meet actor. him, I'm going to call him Keith Davidson in front of him and tell him that it was my wife who said that, not me. But if you call him that, he's going to... Call you a dickhead. But anyway. He's going to call you a dickhead. Anyway, next. <laughs> well, you got to pick, you got to oh. guess the IMDb score for The Howling. Oh, my God. It's probably, is it just as bad as Rotten Tomatoes or? Eh, I'd say it's pretty average. Okay, so I'm going to give that about a 7.5. No. Lower? 6.6. Oh, my God. We're done. So The Howling, you didn't do good with either one. But I'm I was sure... always an American Werewolf fan, anyways. Yeah, it's number two on your list. <laughs> okay, so number four on your list is Fright Night from 1985. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll be happy to know what the scores for these are. Well, actually, those ones are a lot better score wise. Okay, so what was the score for Rotten Tomatoes? I will say. I'm actually pretty surprised with the score that Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie. <sighs> I will say that it was in the 80s. And I'm going to give it about, I don't know, probably average of 84. No. Oh my God, it's in the 90s. It got 92%. Fuck my <laughs> ass with a lube brush. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, here's the thing. I'm not saying Fright Night is a bad movie. I don't know if it really deserved a 92. I just put the bottle down. Now I'm bringing it back up. I don't know if it deserved a 92. It's a decent movie. The effects were pretty good for what they were. One hell of a movie. Yeah, the effects were pretty good for what they were. I don't know if it deserved a 92 exactly. First of all, that movie plus um, Lost Boys and also My Best Friend's a Vampire, it helped spawn, that movie helped spawn teenage vampire films of the 80s. If it wasn't for Fright Night, you wouldn't have Lost Boys and you wouldn't have My Best Friend's a Vampire. And you wouldn't have Vamp. You wouldn't have all these teenage vampire films because of Fright Night. Oh, darn. So I give it the praise that it gets. That's why it's a 92 on there. Oh, darn. What? <laughs> I don't like either of those movies. But anyway. What, what do you mean? You're like, um, oh, darn. <laughs> IMDb score for Fright Night? Okay, well, slow down on the drinking. Big sausage feet. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, I'm just dickhead. Kidding. Did I say that on recording? I'm sorry. All right, IMDb score for Fright Night. Go. Um, 
I was about to say, did that do just as good as it did in Rotten Tomatoes? Actually, not as good as Rotten Tomatoes. Like, way lower? Not not way lower. Alright, so I'm probably going to say probably around 7 out of 10. Yeah, 7.1. Good. Alright, cool. Alright. I almost got it. Now, the top three, we were really, like, deciding what to do for your top three. Because here's the thing. Knowing Colin, I knew... For one thing, a majority of these movies were going to be 80s. And I knew somewhere in there, Lost Boys had to be in there. But he was like, no, it's it's kind of like going back and forth with one and two. He's like, I'm not sure where to put it. And I'm like, okay, so then what would number three be? And then we, we, we were deciding what one and two should be. And then I decided number three for you, which was Gremlins. Yeah, from I do love Gremlins, yes. Yeah, because... Even though one and two, I look you at it love. more of. I look at it more as a Christmas film now. I know you look at it more as a Christmas film, but here's the thing: you love referencing Gremlins all the time. Magway. <laughs> yeah, you like to call like little cute shit gizmos. Yeah. Like you call our dogs gizmos sometimes. Really? Even though, like, they both look like Falcors, but that's besides the point. Lily looks like a Falcor. Bowie looks I like Gizmo. I have a picture of Lily, the way she was, like, laying in the sun with her head resting on, like, our TV stand shelf. She looks like a mystic from the Dark Crystal. Oh. Yeah. Mystic. Mm. Yeah, like, she looks like a little, like... Looks like... At least she doesn't look like Audria, where, uh... Agra? Agra. Is that Audria? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let us continue with Gremlins. So, Rotten Tomatoes score for Gremlins. Alright. I know this one got a really, really good one. As good as a Rotten Tomatoes movie score can get. So, I'm going to say, since this is an 80s film, I'm going to put it as... 84. (laughs) You're always like one number off. It's 85. Yes! (laughs) Okay, and IMDb... (laughs) I love how you get, like, super close to, like, the closest number. Oh, yeah. By, like, one point. Because I'm that damn good. Okay. Mm, I'm going to take IMDb. my wah mm. oh, That's good water. Um, IMDb. I know it did a lot better than fucking uh, um, that one movie. Children of the Corn? Yeah, it did a lot better than Children of the Corn for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, Way higher? Let's just say. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's an 8 out of 10. 7.3 out of 10. Oh, what the fuck? You know what? Now, here's the thing. When When I started writing down all these IMDb scores, I got a little nervous because I was like, okay, it seems like the average... IMDb likes to give their movies is somewhere between a 7 and a 7.5. Because They Live got a 7.3 out of 10. Army of Darkness got a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Nightmare Around Elm Street also got a 7.5 out of 10. Which and that's I just kind of shocking. I just got a little more, more nervous. I was like, should I keep these in here? But then I was like, nah. Because what else would we do besides the Rotten Tomatoes score? The audience's opinion score yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, not for nothing. That's fine. It's the audience. They're the ones that generally matter above the critics, but still, I I wanted to throw a little bit of variety in there. So I'm sexy. You didn't get the IMDb, but you got the Rotten Tomatoes for for Gremlins. Yep. Number two is American Werewolf in London from 1981. Yes, it is. What's the Rotten Tomato score? Uh, 
It's probably probably in the same boat. It's probably as gremlins, if not probably a little higher. What are you laughing You're at? You're like you almost exactly just describe what where this rating should be for yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, if Gremlins is at 85%, you're like, it's almost around the same boat, if not a little bit higher. That's exactly where the scoring is. Really? Yeah, so oh, think about that before you before you decide. Now I'm scared. <laughs> audience, help me. <laughs> There's no, well... There we is an we audience. We don't have a live audience right now. I so wish we kind of did. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, like a live feed. First of all, we stopped doing those because you kept stopping your conversations to interact with the camera, which is like no. I mean, not if helpful. we had an actual audience, you know, like there's the rows, there's the audience, there's people clapping, laughing, taunting. I want them to taunt me. Anyway, anyway. um, my name would be Tonto. <laughs> American Werewolf in uh, London, Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm kind of like. <laughs> I'm kind of like trying to not answer and trying to like do other things. Just just think about what you had said though. Alright, so it's like up there, but it's a little higher. It's around the same score. Around the same score, if not a little higher. If not a little higher than 85%. So probably still be in the 80s then? Oh, I can tell by the smile. Alright, I'm going to guess 88 yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the only one where you got, like, the exact number. I'm well, gonna circle. You, well, because you know why? Because American Werewolf in London is one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time, so of course I know what it is. Thank you, David. Okay, and the IMDb score? Um, Probably a little bit higher. Probably, I don't know, because the ones you've been telling me so far have been the 7 out of 10s. It's somewhere between the 7 and 7... I, I shouldn't even be telling you this, but like I like I just said, IMDb likes to keep it average. I'll give it about a seven point six. Seven point five. So you're a little over by one point, but you still got it. Now the last one, and we talked about this one. It's right up there with your favorite, and it's right up there with all the iconic vampire movies. It's and I still one, believe. It's the one I absolutely hate the most. Still believe. Nineteen eighty seven Lost Boys. Or the Lost Boys. I'm sorry. I keep... Especially when Tim Capello, the big buff oily guy with the saxophone, man, he knows how to wail. What's the A Rotten Tomato score for Lost Boys? <laughs> well, I'm going to say with that one, that that one did do really, really well at the box office. But it depends also because some critics did really kind of like dove into it. But also they did give it a really good praise as well even back then. Um, I'm going to say about, I don't know if it's up there with Gremlins or American Werewolf in London, maybe. It is not. It's not. So it's <laughs> way lower. I'm, uh, I'm like, it is not. <laughs> so I'm going to probably say probably a decade under. So okay. I'll give it about. You don't need to be that weird about it. What but do you just... mean? Don't be weird. Ow. <laughs> don't be weird. Anyway, um. I'll give it about a 75. 77. Yes! Sorry. Okay, and the IMDb score? Probably a little bit higher. No. <laughs> it's like a, like I said, the average. Oh, okay, so it's like the average of what we've been hearing? 
Pretty much. All right, I'll give about a 7 out of 10. 7.3. Oh, my God. And guess who won the match? Okay. Colin Bourne. Me, I win. Can, can I just do the tally first? Because here's the thing. You're supposed to get two points per question if you got both right. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So you got fourteen out of twenty, essentially. Yay, I won. I know, and you the fact that you got eighty eight on the dot with American World from London is pretty good. I will say. You know what? My, was, this, was this fun, though? It was fun. But you know what? Here's the thing I'll tell you, too. My younger self would have totally dominated this because he was only about percentages and dates and certain days of when they came out and the percentages of what they were at the box office, especially with Rotten Tomatoes. If he saw my little bit of lacking now in some of the things, he probably would have slapped me and be like, Colin, why? Like... He's like, he'd be, he'd be impressed with the 88. He'd be like, that's what I would say. Well, see, here's kid. the thing that's funny, too, when you mention dates and years and stuff. Well, I researched we, all this when I was a kid. I know, but when I asked you what year did they live come out, and you told me it was 89. And First of all, Google, I was Google close told because, me it was 88. because I strictly remember that they did talk about it came out in 89. I'm sorry, I was two months off from the year that I was born. So, you know what's weird? That movie came out two months before I was born. How nuts is that? You want to know what's even more crazy about your birthday that I learned last year? What? The day you were born was, I think, the first day of Richard I Ramirez's trial. I know, Richard tri- Ramirez's yeah. trial. Shut up, we all know. First day of his trial. Mm-hmm. You'll never let that down. I just thought that was the... I mean, not The day that not, happened, I was born. The whole situation itself is not funny. But the fact that, like, your birthday holds some significance in the true crime world, I had a good har-har, too. So I am, like, the originator of, like, true crime? Not really. It's (laughs) just the fact that you were born on the day, on the first day of that asshole's trial. Yeah, but he's a famous asshole, so. Infamous, Infamous, I would say. Infamous. (laughs) Infamous. <laughs> not not really well liked, but... If Spider-Man doesn't want to be famous, then I'll make him infamous. Anyway. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was interesting. I did like that documentary on Netflix, The Night Stalker. Mm. That was a really good one. Yeah. And then I just watched that three-part docuseries about the Times Square killer. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, the things I didn't know about New York City in the 70s, like... It was crazy. Oh, especially um, 77, the year of Son of Sam. That yeah. That shit was nuts. Yeah. I this remember. actually happened right after the year of Son of but Sam. Let's, let's not talk about true crime. Let's talk about the, what, what at the upper hand here of what we just witnessed. How did you think, honestly, what did you think of me playing this game? What did you think of me throughout the game of how you best describe what you were witnessing? I'd say you did pretty well. I mean, when I first introduced the game to you, you were definitely not on board. But I think the better you got at it, the more confident you became and the more you had fun with this. So I'm glad you eventually had a good time. And again, I I mean, I don't want to say that I completely ripped off the game. No, you didn't. I felt like I was trying to get you to rip off, but you actually did pretty good keep holding on. 
No, I meant like because I've I discovered this game through mostly horror movie night, and I know they like to do a bunch of different like games and stuff yeah, on their but show. You know, but, but other people can but try it out too and see what they think. It sounded like fun the way they were playing this game, and I was like, you know what? We don't usually do anything like that. We just do like standard trivia. Yeah. We do speed reviews. We do uh, remake discussions. So we it's do... cool that we can do this. Yeah. I mean, it's fun that we get to do this kind of thing. And, and you know what? And I should have this do it with you next time with you to test out your favorite movies of all time by their Rotten Tomatoes scores and IMDb's. That would be fun to do for another time. But I, I want to make sure if this game does happen, you have to promise me you can't study for it, especially your movies. I know. Yes, so no that's bullshit. Why, that's no why, hiding. That's why we got to do what we did today. We got to, next time we decide to do part two of this, you and I need to sit down. I need to give you my top ten. You got to look up, like, right away what the what the ratings are. And then we have to go from there. But I think, honestly, I think I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I had a lot I, of fun. And I felt like when I was first doing this, I felt like a kid going into a pool Putting his foot in the water. Okay. Felt a little cold. Okay, and, you and, don't have to go that far into an analogy. And then, and then trying it out again and be like, I can do the water. It feels right. The water feels fine. I can okay. pop in. Okay, well, I'm glad, again, I'm glad you liked the game. What? <laughs> I like my analogy. You leave it alone. All right. I do want to say something pretty interesting. I mean, it's oh, God. Part, partially sad because, I mean, oh, God. Since, since our last episode, it's been a couple of weeks. Oh, God. We, we're now into 2022. Betty White has uh, passed away, which is a very sad thing for all of us to she hear. She was the very last golden girl. To I go. know. I know. And it's so funny. Well, not funny. It's not it's, funny. No, it's not funny. But what, Rude. what what I'm saying is the crazy part about all this is, is like, I didn't start getting into Golden Girls in the, within the last couple of years. And I watched all, was it seven, eight seasons on Hulu? And then I rewatched them again. And then about halfway through the series, I found out Betty White passed away. And I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. I can't believe. And then like three weeks before her 100th birthday. And you know what's funny? I don't I'm know like, if you noticed so... this too, but the day after she passed, there was um, newspaper articles, like little magazines and stuff, actually in the front shelves saying that um, we're celebrating Betty White's birthday for being yeah, on Yeah, yeah. That was bullshit. I hope that person got fired. Well, no, no, because what had happened was she had already done the interview for that article prior to her death. And so they released it the day they after They released she it early... I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if they mm. were going to do it anyway, but they already had the interview written out and yeah. So anyway. But it- no, the the crazy thing I was trying to say was when you went to Florida for your Christmas with your family, yep, you I'm- came back and you got me a gift, which I wasn't expecting, but... This is how, like, see, because when Kyle and I get each other gifts and stuff... We know what we're getting each other. No, you don't. I do. Bullshit. Whenever I get you stuff, it's stuff that I know that you're going to like and enjoy. Like the Bob's Burgers cookbook. I'm like, you love making burgers and you like trying new things. I do love that cookbook. You do love that cookbook and you love Bob's Burgers. So I'm like, I'm going to get you the Bob's Burgers cookbook. That's how I know you. 
I wish you could apply that to me more often, but you did with this gift. And you got me a Golden Girls notebook with the little, like, tabs and stuff, the sections and mm. things. It was really cute. I loved it. And it has, like, let me see if I can find it, because I got it over here somewhere. But it's got, like, I'll probably post it on our Instagram, but it's got, like, all four Golden Girls on the cover, and it says, Stay Golden. And it looks so cute. And then, like, when you open it up, like, you know, like, how on Hot Topic they have, like, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, uh. But, like, Hot Topic usually sells stuff like this, but they have, like, the notebooks with the little tabs and sections of sheets and stuff. But each tab has, like, a golden girl face on it. Mm-hmm. So I got, like, Dorothy. I've got a little cocktail drink. I've got Rose. You got a cheesecake in there somewhere. I got Sophia with her little bamboo purse. I just love that. And especially the one with her purse on it. It says Shady Pines, Ma. <laughs> I love that so much. Shady Pines, Ma. And then Blanche at the end. I love that one so much. Like well, She's that... a hoe. No, I, <laughs> I like this notebook. It's so cute and it's definitely something that I would really enjoy. And I'm then... really happy that I got it for you. Yeah, and I was like, "See, this is why. This is how you need to think of me when you buy me things." Oh yeah, that's why I need to travel more and go to other places. No, but I'm glad that you like got me those, and I'm really happy that I got the journal. And and it's a great way for me to kind of like enjoy the the show that I loved and be able to still love Betty White in that aspect. And there was other another journal too with the Golden Girls, which basically it's like. You kind of like ask answer questions of lives that they go through, and you're just like, "What is the same thing that you went through that Dorothy went through? Like, you know, what would you do if you lost your husband, like the way that the girls did in the show? You know? Oh, like so it's like, like a what if of Golden Girls scenario? Yeah, it's a journal of what if, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You know, I told you this, and you just—I remember we had a, a emotional discussion of you lost me, but yes. Well, because usually when. Like, in certain moments throughout the Golden Girls show, they would all sit together at the kitchen table and they would all exchange their own stories of certain topics that went on. My favorite one that they talk about at the table is where the time that um, B. Arthur's character actually was talking about how she accidentally drank her uh, her engagement ring. Oh, yeah. And, and Rose was just <laughs> like, where did it, where did it land at? She's like, yeah. I took one big gulp. But it didn't go down as smoothly. And like Stan had told me right later, he put my engagement ring in the champagne Blanche glass. couldn't stop and, laughing. He like, it turned up three days later. And Rose is like, where'd it turn up, Dorothy? And he's like, on, on the, the home shopping network. On the home shopping network. Blanche, when she first said that, that mm-hmm. it came up three days later, Blanche mm-hmm. couldn't stop laughing. That was like her real, like, like... She couldn't laugh. Yeah, yeah, she like literally almost lost her shit <laughs> when she heard that. And then Rose, I can't believe Blanche actually kept it like down after mm-hmm. Rose said that question. <laughs> but no, but I prepared. So Betty is definitely going to be terribly missed, just like the I rest know. of the girls. So just so sad. You know, just a nice send off to um, um, her and her Saint Olaf, wherever you are. Aww. And you know what's funny? She's actually comes from her character has that Norse, you know, like uh, Scandinavian heritage, kind of like how I have mine. So I thought it was pretty and cool. Actually, 
I don't know if it's still up now, but Netflix also released a documentary about Betty uh, White. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about, like, Norse gods. No. Damn it. No, they, they had actually made a documentary prior to her passing, yeah. a documentary about her life and career. In St. Olaf? No, producing shows and stuff and being an actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, on there. Yeah. yeah, it looked really good. I was thinking about watching it, but I don't know. But until then, let us... Um, I think that we're pretty good with the show tonight, then. Yeah. I think we got everything that we needed. Yeah, the babies are screaming at us to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, you to go to bed. But, yes, yeah, so I think this will be a nice little time to say goodnight to all of you. Yeah. And glad that we had a wonderful show. I hope you had a great time. I mean, as, mm-hmm. mu- as much as we did. I still can't believe I got that 88% <laughs> on American Werewolf in London. I am never going to let that down. Yeah. But, um, but no, I think I feel like I accomplished that life. Cause that. Yeah. But no. Okay. No, but, um, but I would just like to say thank you all for listening to us. And if you want to listen to us, here's how you can. Well, if you want to follow us on social media, we still have our Instagram. I think we still have our Facebook, but we do definitely still have our Patreon account. Um, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much where you can find us. Okay, cool. Well, this has been a special episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. Signing off saying, Thank you for being a friend. Traveling up the road and down. Do you not know the song? I, a little bit. (laughs) Aww. Shut up. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or a nice review for our podcast. It helps boost our show positively. You can also follow us on Instagram and now on TikTok. 